Hey everyone, welcome to Grace, Grind, and Growth, the podcast. I am your host, Deja, and today I have a special guest with me. Her name is Lindsay, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Awesome. I'm Lindsay, a graduating senior majoring in public relations and minoring in arts entrepreneurship, and I hope to own my own apparel business one day. All right, so we are so happy to have you. Basically, in this episode, we are just going to get a quick snapshot into how Lindsay's college career has gone thus far, what she is anxious for after graduating um, as far as life goes, what she's looking forward to, anything she's concerned about, and then just get into some pointers or tips or advice that she's learned as she experienced the last four years. So let's just go dive right in. Sound good? Okay, yeah. Okay, so before let's just rewind back to like your freshman self what were you like and how did you evolve since then wow okay (laughs) so fresh freshman Lindsay honestly was a completely different person I was I had a lot of insecurities just about myself in general and that hasn't really changed I guess but I'm still definitely a lot more confident So, like, my parents were super overprotective of me, and it was hard enough for me to see the friends that I had, let alone make new ones. So, even though I considered myself a pretty outgoing person, there were still just, like, all these social norms that I just didn't, like, get to be cultured about when I was in high school. So, I was very much a deer in the headlights my freshman year, and so... That led to a lot, but it also led to a lot of growth and like just learning. I learned a lot about myself over these past four years. Like I really am a completely different person for the better. At least I think. <laughs> I like to think. <laughs> but yeah, fresh. Wow. What was freshman Lindsay like? What was she on? She was awkward. She didn't know how to talk about her feelings with people, let alone like feelings I had for people. That was just. A whole nother. A whole nother thing. <laughs> my, my love life, quote unquote, was just a discombobulated mess. And it still is, but I'm definitely like, at least I know what I want. I don't really know. It's just, it's just different. I've definitely grown in like, am in just, I'm just really better able to like analyze situations better and just like my life and like. I feel like make better decisions overall. So a lot of the mistakes freshman Lindsay made was like just kind of a result of me not being like socially aware of a bunch of things or just like like cultural norms of I guess people our age I guess like I had never been to a party I had never been around like a bunch of people drinking at one time or doing anything like I just had never like been exposed to it yeah I've been exposed to it like at all because I was just at the house all the time I do feel like you know in some aspects like I have a similar experience like I wouldn't do anything and I wouldn't I won't say wouldn't do anything but like I wasn't exposed to a lot prior to coming to college because I had the you know I had the mom that played like 21 questions every time I wanted to do something. So that was kind of like a deterrent. And then even when I did do stuff, it was like under super close supervision. So that definitely, I won't say it was a hindrance, but like that learning curve is something serious. Girl. Nothing to be played with. I had the rudest learning curve. It was (laughs) rude? It was rude, yeah. It was 
rude because like you can't just you can't just ease into it like i went from having zero freedom to all the freedom in the world like what are you supposed to do with it right (laughs) how do you you, like navigate that i don't even know what i could have done differently i wish i just had had more freedom earlier so that i could know how to govern myself in those situations like just learn just learn how to govern myself really like i just didn't know what to do like I really just needed someone to be like hey like this is how we do things over here and I'm like that's that's fine just someone tell me because like you weren't your decision maker no not at all same girl same I feel like I feel I was not my decision maker so when I got to college I was just like you want me to do what you want me to figure that out for myself you want me to decide for myself okay but what if it don't work like exactly it's like (laughs) no I need you to tell me what I need to do and my advisor was not having that. Like, she would be one of the main people I tried to make make my decisions. And she was like, Deja, I can't decide for you. And I would just be so mad. But, like, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. So, what about sophomore Lindsay? What was sophomore Lindsay like? Sophomore. So, sophomore Lindsay was doing the absolute most. This was second semester was the semester that I took off. I, t- I wasn't really off off. I was taking online classes. I took... A total of during the spring semester and the summer semesters I took a total of five classes so it was basically like I wasn't off but I had spread I was able to spread them out over a little bit of time and they were all online classes and I was home so it was different in that sense like you were like you physically went home yeah I was physically home I was like two and a half hours away my parents like every time I wanted to come back and like visit my friends my parents were like yo what the fuck no like just (laughs) like what are you talking about so that was like that was a really rough semester but it was also like the best semester of my life unfortunately like, like being home was the best semester. Yeah, like I, I worked too, but like on the days that I didn't work, I had like the whole day to myself, and like I could make my own schedule. And even I work, I didn't work as much because like the point of me not going to school was to have all this free time to do work, right? Uh-huh. So. I like basically, I basically didn't have a schedule, and like I woke up every day early. I first thing I would do was go to the gym and I'll come back and drink a smoothie and like start doing my work and I would do my work till like three or four in the afternoon and then the rest of the day was mine and I was super productive I was losing weight my skin was getting clear I was drinking water everything was okay bless life right but I was like this sucks like I literally had to leave campus to have work-life balance like that's kind of whack and like also I had no friends where I was because they were all the way at school so (laughs) I was like really by myself like I literally it was really weird like I was really in my room just all the time and I only really left to eat because I was always doing something at least like whether it was schoolwork or just something else and I like really wanted to keep that work-life balance up like I really got into a routine and I realized that like one of the reasons I had been struggling while I was at school was because it was impossible to have that routine. Like, my class schedule is different on different days. I don't have the energy to go to the gym in the morning. Like, that's just not going to happen. Like, I didn't even have a kitchen in my dorm room to make myself breakfast or a smoothie or anything like that. 
So, unfortunately, I just couldn't, like, as soon as I came back to campus, like, I had to be back on my bullshit because it, w- it was just, like, impossible to establish that balance again. And, like, realizing that kind of, like, made me, like, it definitely helped me out my junior year because I was like, okay, Lindsay, we have to be really intentional about the things that we do and like our self-care and stuff like that because it's easy to just ignore it for a year and a half which is really what I had been doing I was just like we just gotta grind and get like these grades but it's like you have to take care of yourself too and like do stuff I think that's what my semester off really taught me it taught me the importance of self-care because I had all the time in the world to do it and I realized it was something that I had to like intentionally schedule because I'm not going to have that kind of free time or free energy when I came back to school right. and I was right. Wow, okay. So I I feel like you touched on a lot in that. So one, one thing I do want to talk about is like how you decided to take that semester and go home and like still like you were kind of it sounds like you were kind of like I still need school. So I don't want to yeah. stop completely, but I need to change my environment and like get like in order to do something that's more positive and beneficial for me in my college experience. So that's one thing. Um, two, self-care as a priority, definitely necessary. And I think that a lot of people are like you there, like I got to grind, 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 but not realizing that college is definitely a marathon and not a sprint. So it's like if you go a year and a half without self-care, you're going to burn out and you might want to go home. But all you said you needed was like, to figure out your own routine, which brings me to my third point. Um, it's so funny because like a lot of people use their friend group to like make sure that they're accountable. Like they look at what everybody else is doing is like, oh, I need to do that. Oh, I need to do that. But you had to like remove yourself from everything and everybody in order to like find your grind, to find like your wave that you needed to be on. And it ended up working a lot better for you, which I feel like for me is kind of backwards because like I feel super productive when I'm alone, but like you put me amongst like people who are also productive and I'm like, I need to do more. I need to catch up to them. I need to like, you know, get on their curve. So we're going to start with point number one. Um, and let's just talk about it. Like, I don't know where you want to start, but how did you make the decision to say, Hey, like I need a break. I need to change some things um, for anybody who may struggle with that or like feel like they need a semester off or maybe they say they need a semester off but they really just need a change of scenery or pace yeah so again going back to me not really being my own decision maker my parents actually kind of made that decision for me like I I I have a lot of beef with how my parents do things honestly Mm -hmm. so I, I remember I was like in bed during break so, like, I had left, I had said bye to my friends, like, for th- for um Christmas break. So, I was home or whatever. And I had said bye to my friends, like, I was going to see them again in January. And my mom just walked into my room and she's like, so, me and your father think that you should take the next semester off. Wait, so were you already, like, enrolled in classes for the spring semester? And, um, like, were they initially always Yeah, basically. So, I had already enrolled, so I just had to switch them to, like, online classes. Right. And then, like... After just maybe two days of being pissed, then I messaged all my friends and I was like, hey, I won't be there next semester. Like, I'll see y'all in August. And so that was definitely like, it made it harder because I hadn't planned for it really. And I think, 
I don't know if it was really necessary. I know my parents, like, overreact over things like that. They were like, oh, you don't have a 3.5 GPA, so you're basically failing. So they were like, Ooh. oh, just come home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they were just like, just come home and just, like, you know, we're just going to reevaluate our priorities and stuff like that. Because my parents are very disciplined people, and they're just very intelligent people, and I'm... I, I'm intelligent in my own way and I'm not at all disciplined. So they're just like, oh, what, what is going on? I'm like, I don't know, fam, but I'm not on academic probation. So there's that. The gag is. <laughs> right? I'm at least not on that. Like, I think it was definitely something that I needed because like, I don't, I wouldn't have gotten those grades. Those, I got really good grades. I got like all A's and B's, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was like, that was the only time in my entire college career I actually like made dean's list, quote, quote unquote, but of course I didn't because I was a part-time student and only full-time students get like the recognition of being on dean's list. So I was just kind of like mad the whole time, not the whole time, in the beginning I was like really mad. I was like, I made all these friends, like I'm not going to be there, like it just really sucked especially since it was so last minute and I feel like that's how it is for a lot of people because some of my friends in the future ended up transferring out and it wasn't like oh maybe I should train you know it's kind of it kind of is a last minute decision it's hard to plan for that kind of thing right like it's hard to know halfway through one semester if you're gonna take the next one off like it's just kind of you just have to make that decision in the moment. I feel like it's important to do that because your priorities change and how you feel changes and just like a lot of things change in general. So like if you, if it's like the very end of the semester and you realize like, wow, I don't know if I can do this for another six months, like that's totally understandable. And like, it's common. Most people don't. Like I said, they don't plan in advance Mm -hmm. to, like, be taking a semester off. And that definitely wasn't the case for me. So I was like, well, I just got to roll with these punches. And, like, that last semester had been so hard on me that, like, I just didn't even, like, try to fight my parents on it and, like, try to convince them, like, why. Were you happy with their decision for you? Like, were you just like, is that why you didn't put up a fight? At the time, no, I was not. I was just mad. But I knew that there was no way I was going to be able to convince them otherwise. So, like, I just, like, I don't even think I said anything. I was just, like, okay. Wait, so did they not know your feelings on it? Like, did they not know that you were upset until, like, maybe later down the line or something? I don't think that they knew how I felt. They probably knew that I was mad in the moment. But I also knew that I wasn't going to try to contest it because I was just so unsure of the future of my college career I'm always that person who just doesn't get things immediately and college was a lot harder for me than what it seemed for other people what I perceived like I I was around a lot of really successful people and I just wasn't neurotypical enough to be on top of the shit like they were so I was like you know maybe college isn't for me like maybe I should just take the semester off just to see like what's up but I I still did take classes but of course I was taking like only two at a time per like semester so 
I was like, yeah, let me just decrease my workload, like, see what's up. But I'm sure that they knew that I was mad, but I was just so defeated in that moment that I, like, I just wasn't, I didn't feel like I had anything to defend. So, like, I just didn't. I like it. Okay, one thing that you really said that, like, resonated with my spirit was you were like, you hadn't perceived other people's challenges. You didn't, like, nobody else seemed to be struggling like you were. And that's really big to me because I, like, I feel that within myself and then I see other people go through it. Like, I have a friend who called me just, like, yesterday or the day before. And she's a year behind me, so she's a sophomore. And she was just like, Deja, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm ready just to stop to take a break because I feel like I don't know what I'm struggling for. And having that emotion. And that was me all of my, honestly, freshman and sophomore year because I just got into my major that I feel like I'm going to graduate with over the summer. So I think that a lot of it is about perception. Like when you see other people doing all the things and you see other people, you know, being president of such and such organization and then being, you know, 4.0 every single semester and then they get this internship or this co-op and then you like see all their successes but you don't see their struggles, it's really important to acknowledge that that's a very important factor. Like, they may show their successes, but they're never going to show you, like, the behind-closed-doors moments where they're, like, breaking down or, like, thinking about going home or, like, you know, ready to throw on the towel because it looks so different for everybody. Um, If you could do it over, if you could do that semester of your sophomore year over, is there anything that you would do differently or anything that you would, like, recommend somebody else do um, that you didn't, looking back on it? I, this, okay, this is where, my life is just super complicated and complex. So I, what I learned about myself during that semester home is really invaluable to me. Like I, it was just important for me to learn that I did have it in me to do well and like live the life that I wanted and like take care of myself the way that I wanted but it just happened at it just so happened to happen at a very bad time and of course I couldn't have known that in the heat of that moment because I didn't know all that would happen afterwards when I came back so I took my semester off in that spring and then that fall my closest friend on campus said that she was having to transfer because she was in engineering NC State's engineering is notoriously terrible at retaining black people. Like, I think freshman year, I had maybe eight or nine friends that were in engineering, and only two of them have gotten their degrees. Like, oh, wow. everyone else has transferred out. Like, like it's just like... At the, like, at, as of December 15th, 2018? Yeah, right? as, of, as of 2018, yeah. Wow. Like, and they, they, like, switched out of their majors, like junior year sometimes even sophomore year and she was just like I she was a year ahead of me so at the time she was a junior and she was just like I can't like I can't make this work like you can't I can't salvage this GPA like and I get that it is super tempting to just transfer somewhere else and start over with a fresh new GPA and like people do that they go to UNC Charlotte and they're in their engineering program and they graduate with honors Wow. Yeah, so that's... She didn't want to do engineering anymore. She transferred to UNCG. She's thriving there. My other friend transferred to a school in Virginia. She's, dri- she's thriving there as well. But 
like I didn't know my closest friends on campus were going to leave like right after I came right so it was kind of like my freshman year and that first semester of my sophomore year were like the only times that I really had like a stable friend group even now like my friend group has like changed so much like because people have been leaving or transferring out or maybe friendships have just dissolved but I've also been making like a lot of new friends and that was kind of that was something that made my college career even harder just this fact that like I didn't have the social circle all of a sudden like my social support was just like completely different if not gone completely because like everything was just changing so fast so I wish that I had been on campus that last semester because that was like one more semester that I would have been able to have been with all of my friends. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's really the only thing that I would change. I know in school, like it's one thing I always like try to tell myself is like, okay, Lindsay, like just pull this one all nighter to do this work, like temporary pain for the permanent GPA, you know, but I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, (laughs) like I hate that I have to, you know, I hate that I have to do that. Like, I have to choose between getting this grade and ha- happiness, like, my mental or health. Or a full night's rest. Right? <laughs> like, why is this, why are we normalizing this choice? Like, this is not how life is supposed to be. I shouldn't be choosing between, like, my grade on this test and my mental stability. Like, I should Absolutely. be able to have that. I should be able to have the both. both. At the same time. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. Like, <laughs> but it is not that easy. So I guess, I don't know if there's anything that I would change. I'm one of those people who believes that everything happens for a reason. And I was mad as hell in the heat of the moment. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, I was like, damn, like, we couldn't have just made that A so that we could be in school right now, you know? It's always, like, easy to nitpick yourself for mistakes you make in the past, but man something that's happened. a word yeah like that is a word i'm so i'm so guilty of that yo i had to interject really quickly because at this point in my conversation with Lindsay, i had a near-death experience that Lindsay witnessed and i just could not stop coughing so i just felt the need to let y'all know because that's where i picked the conversation up after so back to this convo So prior to me dying, my little coughing fit, you were saying that you had to tell yourself, like, you have to trust yourself and, like, you haven't failed yourself yet. Can you, like, pick that back up? Yeah, so, like, a mantra I've been telling myself for the past two weeks, especially because I'm graduating, is, like, I have never completely failed myself yet. Like, there have been a lot of mistakes, but even though I took a break, like, I didn't fail out, and even if I did, like... My life still would have gone on, and I still would have done things, and I just would have made it work, you know? And there have just been all these times where it's just I made some mistake, or it was completely out of my control, and there was just some crazy circumstance, and I just kind of always got through it, whether it was just my own perseverance or just the amazing support system I have around me. Like, it's just always kind of worked out, so I just keep telling myself that, that, like, it's going to be fine, like... I'm going to get it done because that's what I've always done. Yes. Okay. 
so going into okay so you've come back on and you're physically back on campus you're taking classes junior year um what do you feel like the previous two years had like as outside of like your friend group changing and like you being almost refreshed and renewed and then being back on campus like what do you feel like you changed that kept you moving like what do you do you feel like anything at all kept you going once you came back um I don't know honestly what kept me going I guess I just really wanted this degree I felt like I wouldn't be able to live the life that I wanted to live without a degree um at even at this point I hadn't even gotten I think it was right at this point that I finally got into my major actually so I guess I had found this new major that I liked and like I was excited to like start taking classes in it and like to graduate in it and stuff like that so I guess that's what really kept me going just the end point and I was just kind of like you know we're gonna make this work I it was weird I was just kind of like living day to day honestly I wasn't necessarily pushing myself or pulling I was just kind of existing (laughs) and doing the work I needed but yeah was that just like going with the flow yeah yeah I really just not necessarily day by day but I was like okay I was just I always live week by week really I'm just like okay Lindsay we just gotta get to Friday every (laughs) week yes I do it too (laughs) yes every week and then it's like oh friday came there's another friday to look forward to when monday starts again and it's like you just keep doing that um yeah life was very different without like with like my friend group lines kind of redrawn there was also just a lot going on socially as well just like during that year and the previous year it was just it was just a lot there was a there was just a lot (laughs) like I was socially like my friend groups were changing and then I was also taking these new classes that like you know were harder because it was like my actual major class and like doing stuff that I had never done before um yeah it was just a lot and I don't really know there was just a lot going on I don't know what else to say other than it was just really a lot and all I could do was just live week by week and just like kind of roll with it because like I said it's like you can't you can't plan for certain things you just kind of have to roll with the punches and that's just what I vowed to do like I just vowed to roll with the punches until I got my degree so yeah do you feel like that is the mantra that you live by up until, or not up until this point, but like that has like allowed you to stay, like did it work for you, like rolling with the punches? I guess in a way it did, but I didn't validate my feelings in the midst of rolling with those punches. So like I even when I made a mistake and I bounced back from it really quickly or things resolved themselves, I still like just found, I still just hated myself for making that mistake in the first place. And it was just hard, like seeing the worth of what I was doing in that moment, because I still saw myself of just 
a bioaccumulation of all these things that I don't like about myself. And so it was hard to, like, actually be introspective enough to, like, think about or, like, introspective enough to learn from these lessons like I was supposed to because I was so focused on just hating myself for making the mistake in the first place. So I guess I wish I was more self-aware back then to, like, realize that and to just go easier on myself for not being perfect because that's impossible. (laughs) So, like... I'm definitely more easy on myself now than I used to be. But I was just like, you know, and it's hard being on a college campus and seeing all these people do amazing things. Like, it wasn't even really until now that I looked back on my college career and realized that I did a lot. But in the in the heat of the moment, like, I thought that's just what I was supposed to do to survive. You know, like, I didn't. I didn't realize I was doing or I didn't recognize my accomplishments for what they were because I just saw them as, you know, like the Steps. baseline. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So you have okay, so one I definitely completely agree with forgiveness of self because I heard that in there. It didn't sound like forgiveness of self, but like, you know, being patient with yourself, allowing yourself to make these mistakes and then like picking yourself back up and not holding yourself against the offenses to yourself uh, by yourself committed by yourself Um, and then going into it I think that so many people also do the same thing that you did where you said you know I was like doing these things but I didn't give myself credit for doing these things and looking back on it I saw that like that was my that was my growth like you know I saw what everybody else was doing but couldn't see my own work in front of me Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that some people have to acknowledge like you know that's your role like your role isn't just to exist, it's to create, it's to make sure that, like, you're leaving some stuff behind and, like, giving other people experiences to, like, mm-hmm. you know? So I really like that. Um, and then, senior year to now, just give us a recap. Wow. Um, of just, <laughs> That's like, a lot, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> of just my senior year? Yeah, like, from junior, well, like, I guess you could say, like, moving from junior year into now. Like, how has it been? How has the senior, like, I can't, I don't know what to expect from my senior year. I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of people say, actually, that senior year is supposed to be where you're only taking, like, 12 credit hours and you're chilling and you phase out of your um, roles in leadership because, you know, you're trying to, like, hand stuff over, hand stuff off to the next person. Mm -hmm. But then I also hear people are like, your last semester is your most stressful semester because you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off, trying to do all the things, get everything in order, make sure you have a job and... Yada, yada, yada. So yeah. what's it been like for you? I was definitely the latter. <laughs> <laughs> I, this, it wasn't like that my junior year or even my senior year. But my, this fifth, um, this last semester of mine during my fifth year. So like I've been here four and a half years. Mm-hmm. And like this past semester has just been absolutely crazy. Like just it's just been crazy in every sense of the word in my social circles in my coursework in my personal life it's just been a fucking lot and I don't know if I could have done any better than I did 
Because honestly, like, I, I mean, of course, I mean, not of course, but I do still beat myself, beat myself up over some things that I know that I shouldn't. But also, it's just like, there were just a thousand things to do. And it wasn't even things that I, I won't say that I needed to do. Because I still think that I did. So I was doing stuff with the Magnolia Effect, my brand. And then I was also doing stuff for my internship. And then I was trying to look for a job. And I was a part of a club I was really passionate about. So I was doing a bunch of stuff for that. But that is all, um, that is all like outside of my coursework. So I had to do all of this stuff. And I was just like, what? Like, what? Like, where do I find time for myself? And it's like, I was definitely better this semester than any other semester, like, scheduling out time for myself. Like, just being like, Lindsay, it's fine. Like, we're going to make this work. It is all going to be okay. So, um, I don't regret those times where I gave that time to myself. But I also do recognize that for someone who's probably a little more neurotypical than I am, they could have done the things. You know, they, this semester might have gone over, like, a lot smoother for them. And that still kind of bugs me. But I know I just have to keep reminding myself that in the heat of every moment, I am always doing the best that I can then. So I can't, like... I, I can't that. beat myself <laughs> for that. Yeah, I like I'm I'm trying to like be better about like recognizing my self-worth and stuff like that and just like really create like the mantras for myself that I need, but like I just have to remember that it's like I'm always trying my best. So like can I really be mad at myself? Like genuinely? Right. I love that. I love that a lot. Okay. <laughs> so did this semester, did like, as far as this being your final semester in college, did it meet your expectations? Did you expect the semester to be, like, happy and pass you by super fast? Or were you, like, dragging your feet? Like, dang, this is it. Like, you know, after this semester, I won't be enrolled in any, any more courses. You know, I won't just be chilling in the student unions. I won't just be bumping mm-hmm. into people or, yeah. you know, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What was it like for you? It was definitely bittersweet for me in that sense. I was very ready to go. I was very ready to be out of school. I I still, I realize now that I did kind of have imposter syndrome because I don't know if I ever really believed that like I was a quote unquote school person, whatever that's supposed to mean. Can I pause you real fast? Can you just explain mm-hmm. to us what um, an impo- like what the imposter syndrome oh, is? Oh, imposter syndrome is like a person when a, per- a very accomplished person, or even just a person in general, just believes that all the recognition that they've got, they don't deserve. So, like, even um, really famous, intelligent people, like Albert Einstein and Maya Angelou, had, like, this imposter syndrome, and they wrote about how they were getting wildly recognized, or widely recognized for all these awesome things that they were doing, but they in their hearts just didn't feel like they were special or just didn't recognize them as accomplishments. They felt like they had swindled people into believing that they were like 
intelligent or something. Like, they didn't see their own intelligence that other people saw in them. And, like, I... It's more common than people think. And, like, I think... While I haven't, like... I haven't, like, really, truly labeled myself as having imposter syndrome, I know that I also have issues validating my own feelings. So I don't want to rule out the possibility of being that because like all the symptoms of that I see in myself and like I feel like that is what it could be so imposter syndrome is basically thinking like oh like I got into this school but everybody else is doing a lot better than me like I don't think I should really be here like I don't see myself as a person deserving like to be enrolled or a person deserving this recognition, blase, blase, blase. And I even write about that in my commencement speech. Like, the reason I applied to be commencement speaker was because my first instinct told me that I didn't deserve it, that I wasn't the model student, and that, like, I just didn't deserve to be commencement speaker. And that's exactly why... I applied because I wanted to challenge myself to value my story as something worth telling. And I think that that's really what it's all about. Like, you just have to value the journey that got you here and, like, everything else. Yes. Like, Like, that in (laughs) itself is what I honestly think I... Like, in a nutshell, that is what I want people to take away from this podcast. You have to value the journey even when it doesn't look like anybody else's even when you all started the journey together and everybody splits at that fork and takes separate paths and some of them haven't been traveled before like yes that I think you just like I knew the feeling that I wanted to convey to people but like that you just spoke it yes okay I love it um and then I do have one last question that Mm -hmm. I am going to ask all right, so final question is the four, three, two, one. Um, can you give me four words that sum up your college experience? Four words. Hmm. My college career can be summed up in saying everything has a reason. Okay, I had to make sure that was four words. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, everything has a reason. Emotionally... I went through absolute hell on this campus. There were times when I could count on my on one hand like the days that I didn't cry that month or the days that I wasn't upset with myself or wasn't just completely and holistically overwhelmed with just being a college student and all these expectations that I had to rise up to that I felt like I just couldn't but in every quote-unquote every I always say that every quote-unquote bad thing that has happened like I have always learned something or there was always something better later or it ended up you know being a bullet dodged even if I can't see it (laughs) even if I can't see it in the moment like looking back it's like oh that had to happen for this to happen and that's why I'm here now there's never it's really you can't truly make a mistake because everything is also a lesson 
that's something that I also try to tell myself when like I'm beating myself up over making mistakes it's like that's just a lesson that future Lindsay is gonna flip into a break like we're gonna make it work you know I think that's I think that's definitely it everything there's a reason for everything basically that it's like everything is gonna be fine and that the things that make us mad today are gonna be like the things that build us up tomorrow. I love so. it. I love it. I love it. I love it a lot. <laughs> so, um, next part of the four, three, two, one is the three, which um, asks, "What are three things that you would tell your younger self?" Wow, I would tell Lindsay that she is beautiful, and that she is just so. She's just so beautiful like my phys like I've always had very intense insecurities about my appearance like high school Lindsay like she just wore dark clothes and like tried to hide herself like if you told her one day she was gonna cut her permed hair and wear makeup and wear bright colors and be comfortable around people in a skin tight bodysuit like I would have thought you were crazy like that's insane like that's some other woman who has like some super powerful like esque like body confidence like I would have never imagined that I would be this comfortable in myself and like so that's what I would just tell myself I would tell myself I am beautiful I would tell myself that I am capable that at the end of the day, I'm getting this degree. And like, I didn't think I would be able to do that two and a half years ago. And I think a third thing I would tell her is just that it always gets better. That's something that I always struggle with in the moment. Like whenever something goes wrong, it's like, this is it. Like, this is the worst thing. Like, this is the thing that derails my life completely and of course it never does <laughs> like it, it always gets better you just have to be there to see it and I was here to see it and I'm glad that I could yes your three are bomb you are beautiful you are capable and it does get better yes okay <laughs> two is two things that you'll always remember or take away from your college experience Ooh. always remember Two things. One thing is that, ooh, how can I say this? When it comes to relationships, specifically friendships, what you don't see probably isn't there. If someone or like a friend of yours or like a significant other or even a family member, like if you have to keep trying to convince yourself that this is like an okay friendship or like an okay relationship it's probably like not there basically what i'm trying to say is people who value you will show it to you like if you have to question your importance to someone else then it's probably not there <laughs> You make so, me want to shout. <laughs> you make me want to shout. Okay. <laughs> I play so much. I've been making faces at you this whole no. podcast, but you have been like speaking my soul. <laughs> Yo, it's it's really hard out here. I 
there we could do a whole nother episode about just relationships friendships in college in general just people change a lot of things change and that's not a good or a bad thing it's just different right and it it takes a lot of balls to say I'm going to walk away from this relationship because it's adding nothing to my life I think that a lot of people get so complacent in these lukewarm relationships and it's like literally why (laughs) yes okay but yeah it's like don't waste your time on people who don't even give it to you like you if like don't fight for something that isn't reciprocated like that's not sustainable but had to learn that the hard way but listen you know life is the best teacher (laughs) life is the best teacher oh my god the second thing I would take away connections are important and while you're in this hub of like-minded people take that time to really make connections with people make as many friends as you possibly can if you don't see each other often and that's a lit ass conversation you have like that's still a connection that's still something to build upon like that's still something positive being added to your life there are people I don't text I don't see on a regular basis but when we cross paths on campus it's like we've known each other our whole lives and like I really value those relationships I think that anyone can add value to your life we don't have to necessarily be the best of friends to like be important to each other to add something to each other's lives get into contact with as many people as you can like be social like take advantage of the fact that there are 35,000 people that are potential friends because once you graduate and get into the workplace where you're going to be with people who you might not like or you just don't want everybody at your job knowing all your business, which is totally understandable, <laughs> like you're not going to have tens of thousands of people to t- potentially turn to. So like, that's I think that's important to forge those relationships. And then last part of the 4321 is the one. Who is one person who has made a difference in your college experience? Well, my friend Rachel has definitely made a difference in my college. I feel like there are so many people, honestly. I can't just choose one. But Rachel went to my high school, and I really came to state because of her. Because she came here, and she really liked it, and she talked it up to me, and so I came and even though like even both even though both of our college careers have like not at all been typical (laughs) like we have had this we have both had the craziest college careers like she was always one of the people that I could look to to like get myself through this like she was always there with a positive word and Rachel definitely isn't the only person that does that to me does that for me I just mention her because she's the only person at state that I knew intimately before coming here so everyone else like I met while I was here and they I have a lot of friends that are just as equally as important as Rachel but she was the only one that I knew before and I feel like that's a lifelong relationship I'm going to have but I also feel like she also introduced me to a lot of the lifelong friends that I have now. So I think that's why 
I put her on a pedestal as well. But even outside of her, outside of the friends she's introduced me to, I just really like, there are just so many people that I'm thankful for that I know on this campus. And it would literally take me like forever to list them all. Like, honestly, if like you laughed with me or gave me a hug or we, we met at what's on the table or like we hung out anytime during the past four and a half years, like they did that for me, you know? <laughs> like, Aww. yeah, I'm just, I'm just super thankful for everyone in, in my life. I, that's another thing that always gets me through. Like my, I might feel like absolute shit in this moment, but I really am surrounded by like just amazing ass people. And I'm just always thankful for that. I really am. Okay. That, that, I feel like that's more than all I had for you today. You came (laughs) to this podcast with stuff for me. You definitely came to to this podcast with stuff for me. Um, But thank you for joining me today on this episode. And I hope to have you back soon because we didn't even touch on like your post grad life. So maybe we'll like a few months into your post grad life. What do you have? Like five days till you walk across the stage? So I might give you like 90 days or less okay. to get like acclimated and, you know, in your element. And then we're going to check back in because I like this a lot. Yeah, This is fun. I like it too. But again, thank you for being on the podcast today. We definitely got to reconnect and reconvene. Most definitely. Thank you so we much. We're going to make it work. Thanks for having me, yo. This is super dope. I yes. love the concept of this podcast. Thank you. Thank this you. Was. Thank you. So that's all I have for y'all today. Be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. Bye, y'all.